0: A to Z Sports, prime time on a Wednesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud as always to be presented to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'll tell you more about a great offer that they have for you later on in the show. Brymac Mechanical, where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. B R Y M-A-K, Brimac.com, will get you covered in a variety of different ways. Two Rivers Ford with the quality American-made Ford vehicles and the award-winning customer service staff that they have become locally famous for. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at garyashton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. And if you are in the market, to sell your home for more, do so with the Ashton team at GaryAshton.com. So, the Titans earlier today, and there was a there's a ton of news going on locally. Right, Tennessee finished with a great recruiting class in Josh Heupel's first real cycle. You have Bud Dupree being designated to return off of injured reserve, not yet cleared, not yet activated to the 53-man roster, but this is a big part of the process. And what we'll learn over the course of the next two days, because he did practice today in some capacity, we'll figure out just how able he is to go on Sunday against the Steelers. If he does three straight straight days as somebody like Julio Jones or Dane Cruikshank or Racing McMath did last week, if they see enough, then they'll activate him and they'll make some transactions, a flurry of them, as they typically do on these Saturdays now, and they'll make sure that he's ready to go for the game. And that could not be a better opportunity for him to make his return. But the thing that you also have to caution against, and at some point you just got to you just gotta break it loose, right? You just got to let him get out there and do his thing. But there is also the consideration of, well, Bud Dupree was brought back probably before he was fully ready from injury. He showed a little bit of that earlier in the season as far as the knee is concerned, but this time off has allowed him to rest and rehabilitate that knee on top of the abdominal issue that he experienced in pregame against the Saints and then only played one snap after he realized what he'd done. It's something that has a lot of potential, but you you just want to make sure that he can play just like Julio Jones can play. And honestly, Bud Dupree and what he does may be more important at this juncture than Julio is because your offense is struggling to win you games. So with Bud Dupree cleared to practice again, back at practice today and looking fine. You know, everything looked to be uh, up to up to task and he was moving well out there. He went through the individual drills with the outside linebackers. I don't know how much longer he participated in practice. I don't imagine it was a ton. I think they're just trying to get a kind of a gauge on where he's at at this point. But I want to ask you your Two Rivers four take on this Wednesday night. With Bud Dupree and Zach Cunningham, the interesting part of this, before we get into the Two Rivers Forte uh, question, because I forgot to bring up that uh, Zach Cunningham also. A big part of Titans practice today, because this was his full first full practice as a Titan. Now, what the questions about Zach Cunningham are: where does he fit in, and where can he be used in the meantime? Now, I think they're they're looking for value on special teams before they can justify him being a participant on defense at a at a position where they do have. I mean, their numbers aren't great right now, but it, it's great to have that backup, that kind of depth with Zach Cunningham behind Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown while you wait for David Long's hamstring injury to heal and while you deal with Monty Rice, who is currently on injured reserve. So all of that being said, Zach Cunningham back at practice, Bud Dupree, or Zach Cunningham at his first practice, and Bud Dupree back at practice. The question that I want to ask you guys, because this defense could be nasty, this defense could be exactly what you need as you wait for your offense to get healthy, to try and just suffocate opponents, and you're going up one, you're going up against one that has shown some vulnerabilities, but still does have uh, the the ability to and the wherewithal and the skills as a professional quarterback since 2004 or 2005, Ben Roethlisberger still has the ability to cause you problems. So while you wait for the offense to heal, the defense seems ready to go. And the question that I want to start with on this primetime program, if you would be so kind, is which linebacker are you most excited to watch play? Bud Dupree or Zach Cunningham? We don't know what the timelines are for either of them. It should be said. We don't know if if Zach Cunningham is going to be ready to go on uh Sunday against the uh on Sunday against the uh against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Apologies. We do not know if Zach Cunningham is going to be available. We do not know if Bud Dupree is going to be available. But both are trending in that direction. Who do you want to see more? Give me your responses on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together and we'll kind of discuss the viability of both of them. And you'll also hear from uh, Mike Vrabel on some stuff after uh, on on what, the, on what the Titans defense is up against this weekend with Ben Roethlisberger and that offense. So we'll talk about it together right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford presents the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night. Not only do they do that, they provide you the best customer service when you are searching for your new or pre-owned vehicle. If there are cars on the lot and there are cars on the lot that aren't exactly what you want, you also have the ability to customize your own vehicle. It's called the Built for You program at Two Rivers Ford, and it allows you to customize any Ford, any color, with any available features. They will build the car. They will deliver the car right to your door. It's all about making sure you get exactly what you want for your family's budget and for your needs. Two Rivers Ford has been doing business since 1983, nearly 40 years, and they'll continue to do great business into the next millennium. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com, where you can window shop today. So who are you more excited to watch? Uh, Whatever that may be, whether it's Sunday, whether it's into games in the future. Now, of course, there's only four regular season games left for Jason Marable, Maribel or Marable. It's Bud, and of course, this is a massive game, right? This is the Steelers. This is his former team. This is the team... Who elected not to give him the kind of contract that the Titans brought him in to come and make sure that there would be some help for Jeff Simmons and for Harold Landry, even though with, with Danico Autry, it's it's made Bud Dupree look like a bit of a luxury at this point. And that's great that you want it, you can never have too many pass rushers. It's a perfect place to exist. So with Bud coming back and playing in this game, potentially, we have no idea. They have 21 days from today to activate him to the active roster. They can keep him out there practicing and they don't have to take up a 53 man roster spot. As long as he's still in this designated return window. So theoretically it could be, it could be Sunday. I mean, it could be tomorrow. It could be Saturday. It could be sometime in the next three weeks. We have no idea at this juncture with Bud Dupree and pending no setbacks. If he makes it through practice this week, he should be available. Now with Zach Cunningham, It comes down to how much can he pick up on and how quickly can he pick up on it? Because you can't take Rashawn Evans out right now coming off the game that he just had. You cannot jeopardize institutional knowledge that you have in Jayon Brown, who of course wears the green dot on the back of his helmet to call the plays defensively and to orchestrate everything. So where's the role for Zach Cunningham? Now, Vrabel said something when we initially asked him about it on Monday, I believe, and saying, yeah, they're looking for roles on special teams so they can find packages to justify putting him on a game day roster, right? He has to be able to contribute in some way, shape, or form. Special teams will be his way to contribute while they try to expand his role. And it could be that he ends up being on this roster for years to come and that he's the long-term solution. But we're talking about right now. So what I would say to you is the player, I mean, both of them is the answer, right? You want to make this defense as fearsome, as difficult to play against as humanly possible. And Mike Vrabel, Shane Bowen, uh, Jim Schwartz, that whole staff, they now have the ability to do so. And it's coming at a time when you just saw a team almost in Pittsburgh, almost, even though they're, they're struggling offensively. And when what we'll talk about coming up next is they're struggling defensively as well. Ben Roethlisberger is still good enough to cause you problems. Whomever you can get back for this game on defense, you need all the help you can get. And and how tough is he to to get down if you do get pressure on him?
1: Well, I I think you've seen, we've all seen his success uh, late in the game. Um, You know, just his ability to to move them down and score quickly. Uh, And I know that that's not where they would want to have been, but and it says a lot about him, his, his offense, very, very good skilled players. Um, you know, the receivers are all good. The running back is is exceptional. Um, you know, they've had some moving pieces with the O-line, but, you know, I think Ben makes it all go. Very good down the field, very very good deep ball thrower. You know, he's going to take shots, and, and they've done a great job of, of coming down with him or, or creating, a, you know, a penalty you know, really good technique down the field. Um, You know, and he's still strong. I mean, he's not not like he was when he was younger, but, I mean, he's still, you know, big, and, you know, if you fall on the ground, uh, it's going to be tough to tackle him.
0: So that is Mike Vrabel talking about Ben Roethlisberger, who, listen, make no mistake, Ben is not what he has been at any other point in his career. Even last season, when it was clear that it was starting to, depreciate this year. It's really, it's really taken a dive, but as Mike Rabel just pointed out, they almost, almost overcame a 29 point 29 to nothing deficit that the Minnesota Vikings racked up a week ago from tomorrow on last week's Thursday night football game where Minnesota was able to hang on for the win, but that defense almost gave it up and Ben was able to take advantage of some things, That Mike Zimmer's defense, a good defense, a great defense. Minnesota playing much better than they have, much better than their their record indicates that they have. Certainly on the defensive side of the ball with Mike Zimmer, where he still is able to coordinate things at a high level. For um, for Ben Roethlisberger, they need to have a plan, and they can't let him get comfortable. Ben, I mean, they need to get contact. They need to get pressure. They need to smack him around back there so that he gets shook, shook, shaken up and the offensive line, which isn't the same unit that it was was for so many years with guys like my coworker at 104.5, the zone Ramon Foster and uh, one of the Pouncy brothers. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Marquise Pouncy. If I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure Mike was the Dolphin and Marquise was the Steeler. I should know that. But for apologies to the Pouncy brothers, I'm sure that happens a lot. But what I will say ultimately to you is that there are, things, there are ways to knock Ben around. And if you don't do it consistently and for four quarters, he will make you pay. We're going to continue to talk about this. And who are you more excited to see between these two players? Bud Dupree or Zach Cunningham at whichever point we end up seeing them. We will discuss it further and take more of your comments right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're a football fan, you love action-packed, high-scoring NFL games. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports, bet one dollar on any team to score, and win a hundred dollars in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code A2Z Sports. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So, which linebacker, which Titans linebacker, are you most excited to see of these two? Now, for a great many reasons... Uh, well, let's read some more of your comments and see what you have to say. Cedric says, Bud is our guy, though. No cap. Uh, Bud, Bud has been, uh, He. I, I won't say he's been great, right? Because to be great, he would have to be um, available more than he has been. And again, injury totally explainable. But I think he has been more than solid in his contributions when he's even close to healthy. So I think he can make a big impact on this front that is already causing people problems. Just with Jeff Simmons, and well, not just, I mean, Jeff Simmons, Harold Landry, Danico Autry, all solid players to above average players this season. Getting pressure on quarterbacks, Bud just makes their life harder and allows them to have opportunities for fresh legs, like with Ola or Derek Roberson and guys that'll come in in that sense. Joe on YouTube says, Bud for BK Titans 85 on Twitch, it is Bud Dupree. As well, Kevin Tubb says Bud against his former team, 100. percent I'm not seeing any answers for Zach Cunningham. Maybe that, maybe that's just something that you guys have to see how it looks and and just know that you'll be able to pressure the quarterback. Bud Dupree says Juicy Blaze on. I hope that's your. I hope that's your real name, Juicy J Blaze. It can't possibly be, but it's a tremendous Facebook name. Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham. He says needs two or three games to settle into the defense. And, yeah, you don't want to put Zach Cunningham in a position that would be uh, would jeopardize him, right, or jeopardize the defense as a whole because you've put him in before he's quite ready. So I think that's a completely reasonable position. Three games seems like a lot. I think you need to, him to contribute if he's going to be active, right? If he's not going to be active, I don't think it's the end of the world, right? You're just trying to get this guy up to speed. And as long as Jayon and Rashawn stay healthy and David Long comes back at some point, You know, Dylan Cole, you can get some stuff from him. They've been able to use him. Noctropolis says, Bud, he is a known factor. Looks like a landslide, says MB. I would say that you are correct. It does appear to be a landslide in favor of Bud Dupree. I can't find ways to disagree with you. I think that for me, it's certainly Bud Dupree. I think that there's a, there's an, I mean, one pass rush, definitely sexier than what inside linebackers do. Although, if you have bad inside linebackers, you know that that is going to be the case. Lewis Chesney says, number 93 for me. Uh, tier Tart? Yeah, I mean, Tart. They, they're better with Tart, for sure, Lewis. but I don't think the nose tackle is going to take precedent over the uh, over the outside linebacker or the inside linebacker. Pass rushers, you need them. You need all of the pass rushers that you can get, especially with the quarterbacks coming up on the schedule. Like Ben Roethlisberger, like Jimmy G, who has a good offensive line and who obviously they will look to run the ball and not put Jimmy in vulnerable positions. Tua with a bad offensive line that you can tee off on in the Miami Dolphins and then a final game with the Houston Texans at the end of the season that should be winnable. But, of course, so was the first time that the Titans played Houston. Um, Titans will win the Super Bowl, says Dirk Money Swagfly on YouTube. Uh, 56, Super Bowl 56, he says, Titans 13 and four. So that's your record prediction, and you're calling your shot for the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that happened. Titans 35, Steelers nothing, says Dirk. Well, yeah, that's not happening. Um, Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're entirely, they're as good. I mean, their offense kind of stinks right now, to be honest with you. Their offense is pretty tough to watch. Um, and maybe it'll get better as, uh, as, but the thing, like the thing with the offense is that that offensive line does not pass protect well, Uh, or at least they haven't consistently all season long. I think that Aaron Brewer is a fine depth player. If you want to run the ball, I don't think he's great in pass pro. I think that Questionberry has been made to uh there are moments when he's exposed um, at the right tackle position and, there are sometimes when you know Tannehill isn't perfect and he misidentifies something, or the communication between him and Ben Jones, maybe something happens and they misread a blitz like they did against the Jags, and there's pressure coming there too. So I think that uh, I think that there's you know the the offense, like the AFC is super muddy, and it's not like I don't think the Ravens are great. Obviously the Bills aren't that great. They're good, but they're not great. Pittsburgh is struggling Cincinnati has issues I think Joe burrow's been smacked around as much as anybody this season behind that offensive line i what I don't know who I like out of I don't know who I like out of the AFC this year as far as like who I think is above the rest as a legitimate Super Bowl contender New England I don't know if they have a quarterback to go toe to toe and bet and and uh, you've seen uh, you've seen the way that Bill Belichick is able to win without his quarterback necessarily. That's probably the Chiefs. I still probably think it should be the Chiefs if they. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes figures it out, I don't know why he's struggling the way that he is, but they've won six straight, and their defense is. I mean, their defense is badass. But I think more than anything, it's prop if you're looking at if you're looking at betting favorites. Because the top three seeds in the AFC right now are New England, or Tennessee, or Kansas City. I think that I, I mean, probably of that, of that, of that three, I think the Chiefs are probably the best of a lot, like most recently. I think that they're probably more complete, most recent, like they're the most complete team most recently, right? And again, Tennessee can get right. Tennessee can figure it out. Uh, I said Tyreek has just, uh, just popped in on Facebook. I saw Tyreek sent me a, a video of him just teeing off on Julio Jones for his lack of contributions this year. And I mean, like maybe Julio ends up doing something more. Maybe A.J. Brown makes a big difference when he comes back. Maybe he gets rid of the drops. There's a lot of pressure on him. And maybe Derek makes all of this go away if he's able to come back in the season. And it's certainly trending that direction. So that's all good news. But more than anything, more than anything, I think it's probably the Chiefs that should be looked at as as the best at this point. And the Titans soundly beat them, but this was a much, much different Chiefs defense that they were beating up on uh, when the two teams played earlier this season at Nissan Stadium. But let's move on and let's talk about this Titans defense against, not against because they're not playing each other, but who's better? Between the Titans and the Steelers defense right now, because I think most people, unless you're just letting your bias show, I think most people would probably say just off, you know, just off of recognition, probably say the Steelers. But I think if you look at them lately, you can make very easily make the argument for the Titans. I just might. We'll talk about it together. And I want to know from you who you think is better between the Titans and the defense, or excuse me, the Titans and the Steelers defense at this point, And we'll see both of those units square off on Sunday. Who has the better defense right now? Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. GaryAshton.com. You see him all over Nissan Stadium. You see him all over Bridgestone Arena. The official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Primetime. GaryAshton.com will get you the best intel in Metal Tennessee, whether you're buying or selling your home. And if you're trying to take advantage of this buyer's market, this is a bunch of uh, not to not to uh, not to invite any of you to be my neighbors, although that would be fine many of most of you are lovely people there's only a few of few of you who I consider clinically insane and I love you guys too I just wouldn't want to live next door to you there's plenty of houses up for sale in my neighborhood because people are trying to capitalize on the seller's market and they are doing so many of them I see the signs all over the place with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. so who's better right now Titans or Steelers from a defensive standpoint so I think that there's there's things that both defenses do better than one another. I think when the Steelers are healthy, even though Jeff and Harold and Danico and Bud, we haven't. I don't think we've seen fully healthy Bud. And you know, it's tough to. It's great to have a unit like that. We know that it'll be tough to see all four of them doing their thing fully healthy together. Right? That's just not the way that football doesn't let you have nice things that way. But the Steelers with Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt and T.J. Watt, they have the Bud Dupree replacement, Alex Highsmith, is a pretty solid player as well. I think that he still has a lot of work to do to be Bud Dupree. He's not been quite as efficient, but they do have uh, they do have an above average defense when they're healthy, and they probably have one of the better defenses in the sport when they're healthy. But just like the Titans' offense right now. Steelers defense isn't that healthy and where they've struggled in the last couple of weeks where you've seen them take a dip is in a couple of places where I think you would most associate the Steelers with being good. But I want you to hear Greg Cosell's breakdown. We did a podcast today, Greg uh, Cosell of NFL Films. You see him on ESPN doing the NFL matchup show. Greg is one of the brightest NFL minds in the business. If you didn't know, if you're just now joining, the uh, primetime show, if you've never been here with us before, sometimes we get we get new people all the time. If you're new to the proceedings, we're happy to have you. Uh, and if you don't know that I do a podcast with one of the smartest football people in the world, I do. It's called The Install, and we taped an episode talking some about the Titans' defense today. I think their defense
2: is playing really well, um, and obviously that's really the constant on a week-to-week basis. Evans was back. Um, we know they rush the quarterback pretty efficiently and effectively. Um, they do a lot of good things up front. Um, they're getting quality play. Look, they almost had a totally different nickel package and dime package because we saw Greg Maben play in the dime. He did not play in the nickel. You know, we saw them move um, screen played outside in the nickel and then went inside in the dime. Mm-hmm. And Buster Screen is a veteran player who you can line up in either spot. He's predominantly an inside slot. But they clearly felt that in their nickel, they prefer him outside to Greg Maben. And again, that's their call. You know, they obviously felt that was better. Um, But, you know, Buster Screen is a veteran and he can, he understands systems. He understands what he's asked to do. And he's been around the league for a long time as a quality player.
0: Mike Vrabel loves him, says he's one of the best professionals that he's been around. And I just think that Mike at this point appreciates a guy that can come in off the street and help them right away the way that Buster Screen has. So that's a a quick clip from today's episode of The Install. The Install with Greg Cosell available in your podcast feed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Um check it out. We do it every Wednesday, it's a great time. And, and so what a uh, what you hear from Greg there is that he uh that the Steelers, the when or excuse me, when the Titans, when you watch them on film, they're doing a lot of things even though for example, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, they're starting outside corner, he didn't play on Sunday. And I mean Buster Screen does so much more and has seen not, not as, I mean, it hasn't been as in the league as long as Jackrabbit. It may be recency bias, but I'm inclined to think that screen might be better. And I don't know, I don't know exactly why I feel that way. It's just, I notice Jackrabbit in a way that I don't with screen. And oftentimes if you're a corner, I don't think that's a good thing. Like whether it's, He's just getting outright beat, or maybe he takes a chance and it ends up putting him in a bad position. Like the cost-benefit analysis with Jackrabbit, I don't think you have. I don't think you have like the variance with screen than you do with Jackrabbit. And it again, it's just one game where we saw Buster start for him. But I think that there is some potential there. So Titans defense, if, as long as they can get this kind of pressure. They can make a lot of people in the secondary look good, whether it's Buster Screen, Greg Maben, um, Chris Jackson at times. Like we've seen a lot of different players in this Titan secondary succeed, and it's because they get consistent pressure. Um, Joseph Marshall says Jackrabbit wasn't better than Butler. No, you're correct, Joseph, but uh, Jackrabbit was cheaper than Butler. And by the way, Malcolm's not playing football this year. So, I mean, we have no idea whether Malcolm Butler would have done what he, whatever happened there. And, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about Malcolm in a while or whatever issue caused him to basically retire uh, short notice with the Arizona Cardinals. And maybe he's regretting that he did so because the Cardinals are nasty this year. I think that, uh, I think that there's no guarantee that Malcolm Butler would have stayed on the roster here either. And the salary cap, with the way that uh, the, the financials took a hit after the pandemic season, after the first pandemic season, we're in the middle of the second pandemic season, as we're finding out with all these damn positive tests across the league right now. Um, I think that uh, I think that for more, more than anything, there was plenty of smart reasons to do the Malcolm Butler deal for Jack rabbit jackets. Cause you can live with a little worse of a player in the back end If you're front, if your front four certainly is good up top, uh, well, or helps you up top with the way that they're able to get pressure. Um, Brandon Williams says, "Buck hasn't Ron Clark been ashamed?" Are you talking about Ryan Clark? Like Ryan Clark on ESPN? I, I don't know who I've never heard of Ron Clark. I assume you're talking about Ryan Clark. Uh, and yeah, Ryan, Ryan. I'm pretty sure Ryan was talking about the Steelers versus the Titans defense this week on whether it was Sports Center or NFL Live. Um, Ryan, not Ron says Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I figured. Regardless. I think there's some truth to that. And I think the more that I watch this Titans defense, I'm inclined to think that they're better. In fact, when you looked at the advanced analytics and when you look at the, uh, when you look at the premium stats, I, 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 uh, I subscribe to pro football. I don't put all of the stock in pro football focus, just like the grades and the rankings that they put out. I think that's just kind of cheap social media content, but once once you dive into the the more involved measurements of how it is that they come up with the grades, not necessarily holding the great one number as an end-all, be-all, you'll find that the Titans are better than the Steelers considerably when it comes to their abilities in coverage, their abilities to pressure the quarterback at this point in the season. The Steelers, well, the Steelers still do get a fair amount of pressure because they do blitz more than the Titans, but they have been uh, a more sound tackling team, the Titans. The Titans haven't been all that great tackling. I think when you look at their defense on the whole, there's a lot of different places where this looks solid and that makes you feel better about what the Titans defensively are able to do versus a banged-up Steelers team. Now, we got our first injury report today, and I'll pull it up, your first injury report for the Titans and the Steelers this week. And I always tweet those out on my Twitter account um, when we get them sent to us each and every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, just to kind of go through who is on the injury report for both sides because, of course, this will be a situation to monitor. It's the first time I've seen the Titans have a shorter injury report than another team. So for the Steelers, you're looking at Joe Hayden, who did not practice with a foot injury. Alex Highsmith uh, limited, TJ Watt limited. I think it's a fair assumption to say that TJ Watt is probably going to play. Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs, a couple of their defensive linemen, they were full participants. But for the Titans, they're mostly resting dudes. Um, with Jack Rabbit's ankle and Roger Saffold dealing with a bit of a nerve issue in his shoulder. You've got Harold Landry, who's been on the report for a couple of weeks now, even pre-buy, dealing with hamstring stuff. So, you're you're monitoring all of these guys and they're everybody's fighting through it right now but there is more issues with the Steelers defense personnel from a personnel standpoint than there is with the Titans right now and i think that gives the Titans i mean it does give the Titans the advantage because they're able to execute more with better players against a quarterback who is uh who is pretty shaky um buck you <laughs> Brandon after calling uh Brandon after calling Ryan Clark Roy uh Ron Ron Clark says "Buck you look tired bro make sure you get some rest after this we're preaching on we appreciate you coming on to give us our titans fix." Yeah, you know, I mean uh I I'm sorry if I look uh if I look a little tired. I, I had a uh, I had a workout before this at 4:30 and I was kind of slug I was kind of, you know, shuffling my feet in there one, because obviously I'm not in good shape right now and work the workouts that I do or the workouts that I go through with the, uh, with the, the, I don't want to call them a training staff, but like the gym that I go to is, uh, what, what what is it? High intensity interval training. Right. And so it's just like 45 to 50 minutes of them kicking your ass, uh, in group settings. And I, I got to, I got to the the place that I work out today and, um, (laughs) it was very, Quickly greeted with, man, you look super tired. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's December <laughs> in the NFL season. I'm not, uh, I'm not somebody who, I'm not somebody who, uh, who is able to hide my, uh, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. You know, you get exhausted, like football players get their asses kicked on Sundays. And obviously I'm not going through the physical, uh, element of it, but Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking forward to a a 6am flight home from Pittsburgh, but we're going to do it because football games are a lot of fun and we're getting to the best part of the season, which is of course, uh, which is of course the postseason, and the Titans should be in good shape. So I'll, uh, you know, if they get a first round bye, hell, I'll take another week off. I, uh, I use my buy to, to to fly halfway across the road, across the world, which is not necessarily restful, but it's uh, it's gonna be great. Um, and I'm always happy to hang out with you guys. Even, you know, it's it's until somebody points out that I'm tired that I look at myself on the camera like, damn, I look terrible. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We're getting to the, uh, we're getting to the end. Um, MB says it's because Buck doesn't get to play the I'm not tired yet music. Uh, you need to sing it without the background music. Yeah, I can't sing. Um, Gino says, uh, Gino says Buck's team is the Colts. Um. <laughs> Uh, why do you think he hates on the Titans? Gino? you you think I hate on the Titans? Honestly, I think I'm super. I used, I used to be, I used to, I used to hate watching them when I first got down here. I, and I've talked about this before. I think this was pre A to Z because I remember, um, because when I first started working in Nashville and this is going to turn into a, a long, I don't know necessarily that we're interested in story time, but. When I first got down here, I was doing overnights, right, at 102.5. So they're paying me, you know, like, uh, they're paying me uh, less than what you make to work at McDonald's, basically, to run the control board from midnight to 6 a.m., and then I started going to, t- you talk about exhausted, man, but, you know, I was like 20, it's like 23 or whatever. So then five years later, I'm not handling it so well, even though I'm doing, I'm doing stuff that's a lot more fun. Um, and certainly a lot more lucrative, but I, uh, I started going to the Titans practices. And once I started like covering the Titans, my first full season was 2016. Um, I realized, oh my God, they are just wretched. They are terrible to watch. And they, they, I think 2016 was the first winning season, right? The first nine and seven of this now six consecutive winning seasons, which is great. Great, they've not played my first year living in Tennessee, 2015, was the Marcus Mariota rookie season. Ken Whisenhunt gets fired. They have the first overall pick in the draft and they traded to the Rams. Rams get golf and the Titans end up with Jack Conklin at eight. Um, but what I was what I was looking for at that at that point, or what I was doing at that point, because I had a Friday night radio show, and I would just rip into them, man. I hated. Hated watching Titans football, and it was I like it was an NFL job though. Like I wasn't I wasn't going to turn down the opportunity to cover an NFL team. I was twenty three. I had no business being in there whatsoever, and it you know it worked out. Thank God, very very nicely. But yeah, you think I hate on the Titans now, <sighs> buddy? You should have you should have seen you should have. I mean, you probably would have hated me even more. You know, I don't necessarily doesn't necessarily. Sound. Well, one, it doesn't sound like you're a reasonable person because I'm way gentler on the Titans uh, now than I was four or five years ago because they're better and they deserve to be talked about as such. And then you hold them to a higher expectation. So if they suck at certain points, you want to know why? Because they shouldn't because they're too good to suck there. How about that for uh, hating on the Titans? Um, buck looking 30 says Deborah here. Yeah, thank you. Th- I appreciate you guys. Uh, this is this is a this is assault. This is assault. I cannot have it. Um Casey says, "Oh shit, Buck probably is a Colts fan." No, never was. Uh the first the first NFL game I never went to well, no, I went to one Colts game when I was in college in Indiana cuz it's 45 minutes up the road, but my grandma, diehard, my, my my family didn't give a shit about sports. I I didn't wa- I, my first season like paying attention to the NFL like a full season was the uh was the Ravens 2012 Super Bowl run where they beat Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. Where like the it was in New Orleans and half the uh half the uh what was it the Mer- Mercedes-Benz Dome like half the lights went out and Terrell Suggs was accusing them of of rigging the system. So, yeah, no, I I didn't even pay attention to that and that was like that was my sophomore year of college. So like I didn't even pay attention to the Colts when they had Peyton Manning. I just I don't care. You know, I love basketball. <laughs> basketball. Always, uh, always has been my favorite sport. Um, all right. That turned into story time. I apologize for taking that kind of a detour. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm being yelled at by Gino about power rankings. All right, Gino, I can't, I can't reason with you. I don't care about power rankings. We can't have it at all. Uh, Lamar Daniel says, imagine you covering the Jaguars, a com- the Jaguars as a commentator now, but yeah, man, uh, <laughs> like this is something. So, all right, do you want to derail the show again? I don't know if people enjoying this we can keep talking about it. Um if we want to. And if not, if not tell me to shut up and I'll get back to the show cuz I still have to rip Urban Meyer yet and that you know that's one of my favorite things to do. Um <laughs> uh uh sophomore year was 2012. Damn, you're 45 says the goat CJ2K. No, I'm 28 even though I look like I'm 45 because football ages all of us. <laughs> if you work in it. Um I think that uh, I think that more than anything, um, the story, the, the the story element of it. What was I? What was I even going to derail on? Um, oh, covering the Jags. Yeah, when I went through my when I went through my contract renegotiations um, with A to Z, and then when the Zone, when 1045 was was uh, negotiating with the with the guy that represents, Well, Austin and Zach were negotiating with the guy that represents me. And then uh, the zone at the same time was negotiating with the guy who represents me. And then Austin and Zach and the zone were having to negotiate to make sure that they could basically split me. Right. And turns out I I never thought that I was. uh, It's ridiculous that anybody would go to that much trouble to make sure that I have all of these things, but it's great. And it worked out swimmingly for me. But when we were going through this and I probably talked to Austin and Zach about this um, when we were going through all of this we uh you know there were some opportunities to to go cover other NFL teams um for different outlets and we don't have to get into all that but there was like like the the teams that were available to cover uh were train train wrecks and i'm not you know i'm not going to get into the markets and and where they were, where i could have uh where i could have ended up or whatever right i uh i was so happy that this this was the be- I'm, I'm so happy that everything worked out because there was what there was a period in time where I thought I was going to be super unemployed because I had one uh, I had one entity trying to trying to hire me and another entity trying to extend my contract. And I wanted to work with both. And I thought I was going to end up without either. And it would have been a disaster. Um, but this I mean, I cannot I cannot thank Austin and Zach enough for making that work because I know that was hell for them um Robbie Stanley oh Robbie Stanley from 1025 I love Robbie uh says oh and by the way I, I I you know obviously I don't say I I mean we don't talk about this on the zone right but um cuz 1025 is a different radio station but like Ch- my buddy Chase McCabe got the PD job at 1025 and I think that's so cool I love to Ch- and I love Robbie and I love Joe like I used, obviously used to work there and I, all of these people are my friends but I just you know I wanted to say congrats to Chase because Chase has worked so hard man. And I, uh, I think that, uh, however, however I, my time ended there. Cause I wasn't crazy about it. Um, yeah, I, I still, uh, love a lot of the people over there. So I know Chase is going to kick ass at that. Good job. Uh, good job out of him. All right. Let's trash Urban Meyer who reportedly, I will not say that Urban Meyer is human trash, but reportedly Urban Meyer is human trash. Enough of story time with Buck rising. Uh, let's talk about uncle Herb. <laughs> because one this is this is this is the gift that keeps on giving and the stories of urban meyer are horrendous and they were already horrendous but they were like funny horrendous until they turned actually horrendous earlier today now the first when you type into google the letters u and r the first thing that comes up is not urban meyer it's in this order Urban Meyer's Pint House, Urban Outfitters, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's pa- Pint House is the top search when you just type the letters U and R, which is hilarious to me. But when you pay attention to what's happening with Urban Meyer right now, man, this is a story reported by Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau says he was he was kicked. The kicker was kicked by Urban Meyer during warm up. So I'm going to give you some of these details in a second because the story it's unbelievable and it's not funny because Josh I mean I I would be furious. I would be absolutely furious if Urban Meyer uh, if Urban Meyer is uh is uh actually this terrible of a person. This is awful that uh that Josh Lambo would have have his boss physically kick him. Um, Because he wasn't making the kicks the way that he needed to. I, I cannot wait to share with you the details of this story. But the question, before I do so, and maybe some of you are familiar at this point. The question is, how much would you pay to watch Josh Lambeau kick Urban Meyer? Because Urban Meyer, reportedly, according to Rick Stroud, kicked Josh Lambeau. We'll talk about it together right after we get into the conversation, or right after I tell you, about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business and they will get you taken care of commercially. They will get you taken care of residentially. Brymac is the best, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. So, how much would you pay to watch a professional kicker kick Urban Meyer, because I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you the, uh, or I'm going to show you the part of the story from the Tampa Bay Times that is most interesting. Now, this is the way that it starts. I read you the headline. Former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau says he was kicked by Urban Meyer during warmups. Lambeau reported the incident to the team's legal counsel through his agent, but never met with them. So this goes on to say, oh, this is behind a, look at them behind a paywall well unfortunately i have screenshots from when it was not behind a paywall and i don't mean to not support good journalism because i'm happy to pay for good journalism but at this juncture we're in the middle of a live show and i don't have the opportunity to pull out my credit card right now so what is being reported is this he this is a quote from josh lambeau i'm in a lunge position left leg forward right leg back Lambo said urban meyer while I'm in that stretch position, comes up to me and says, hey, dipshit, make your effing kicks, and kicks me in the leg. Lambeau spoke for the first time publicly about what he said happened to him during an interview with the Tampa Bay Times. Quote, it certainly wasn't as hard as he could have done it, but it certainly wasn't a love tamp, Lambeau said. Truthfully, I'd register it as a 5 out of 10, which in the workplace, I don't care if it's football or not, the boss can't strike an employee. And for a second, I couldn't believe it actually happened. Pardon my vulgarity. I said, Don't you ever effing kick me again? And his response was, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the F I want. Are you kidding me? We we did a show a couple of days ago, right? About there never being as public a flame out of an NFL head coach as Urban. And that was before, reportedly. Allegedly, now he has denied this story. Urban Meyer has to, you know, be completely, to be as uh, as transparent as humanly possible. Urban Meyer denies this, but this comes back to the idea that I just don't believe a word. I don't believe a word Urban Meyer says. Not not for I mean not for a long time. Not since Florida, man. This this individual is thoroughly. In his practices, he is willing to sacrifice morality. He has proven that before. Certainly, that is what made him resign in disgrace at Ohio State. Now you have all of that. You have this clown show, this absolute abomination of a thing running the Jacksonville Jaguar reportedly. Let me say this reportedly abomination of a thing because this—this this is this is despicable behavior, if it's true. To walk up to somebody and said, I'm the hell, but I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the F I want is not is what is that? That's not old school. That's just trash. If it's true, reportedly, allegedly, let me say that all of the different times. If this is in fact true, Urban Meyer is human garbage. If it is not, then I will retract everything. Well, not everything nasty I've ever said about Urban Meyer because he's thoroughly He's been, uh, uh, he has been involved in some thoroughly nasty behavior. And I think that he is, he is not absolved of judgment from, you know, uh, indiscretions past if he didn't end up kicking the kicker. But if he did, I would pay, I would give up, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to put a fine, I'm not going to put a number on it. I would give up. I would give up uh I would give up a month's pay. I would give up a month's pay which I yeah, I would give up a month's pay from from both of my jobs. From both of the places where I take a salaried paycheck. Like I would give up all I would give up all four of my salary paychecks every month from two of from the two companies that finance these these shenanigans, I would give up a full month's pay to watch a professional kicker kick Urban Meyer if He indeed did kick his kicker for not making enough of his kicks. Go read the story. Uh, I don't, it may not be behind a paywall for everybody. It may be that I've looked at this thing too many times because it's just a ridiculous, a ridiculous story. Um, And, you know, if you want to support good journalism, because it's a great story. If you want to report good journalism, maybe you throw, maybe you throw the Tampa Bay Times a month, a a month worth, you know, whatever it costs, $1.99 to read the story i i think it's worth it i in fact i may i may pay the dollar 99 and set an alarm to cancel it next month or before next month or right after i read it again because it's so damn good (laughs) what what is that what do you do with him Shad khan saying i'm going to make the right decision for the for the team and for the city Buddy, you're out here publicly having to defend your owner or your uh, your football coach twice. And this this doesn't even have to do with him credit carding a co-ed at a bar because he didn't fly home with his team after getting their asses kicked in Cincinnati on national television. <laughs> I mean, I I feel bad for people in Jacksonville. I feel bad for people that work for this guy. Now, that being said, I don't want him to go anywhere because he's great. He's great headlines. I could talk about this for a thousand years. And each of those thousand years, I would hope that there would be a moment where uh, maybe, I don't hope that anybody gets kicked, but if Urban Meyer was to kick a player, I think that Josh Lambeau should be entitled to kick him every year that he remains coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think there should be, I think it should be nationally televised. I think it should be live streamed. I think A to Z sports, I think I should host it. I think I should host a nationally televised live streamed A to Z sports event of Josh Lambeau kicking the Holy hell out of urban Meyer. If in fact, he did kick him. What are you going to do? That's going to, that's going to do it for us tonight. What a ridiculous, this is a fun show. It's a fun show. We it's been a while since we've done a, a longer one like this, but I love that we've gotten to spend this time together. I appreciate your guys participation. As always, your comments always make me laugh uh every time always make me laugh every time whether you're telling me how much older i look uh in recent days or in recent weeks because the football season is grinding me down into a little pulp or whether we're just laughing at urban meyer together i'm happy to do it all with you guys because you're the best and we'll do it again one more time this week on prime time tomorrow night and we'll have a great time on the radio show tomorrow anthony ferkser uh titans tight end he's going to be on uh who else do i have on the radio show tomorrow. I feel like I have some good guests uh, that I want to make sure that I share with you guys before we get out of here. And if you aren't listening to the radio show, I personally think you're missing out. You can listen to it every day from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The sun. All right, Lucas, uh, my radio producer, I'm going to blame Lucas because I could have done this myself, but nobody has updated my rundown for tomorrow's radio show. So all I know is that I have Ferkser on the radio. Oh, I have Adam Sparks. And we'll talk about uh, the Vols' successful recruiting class because National Signing Day was a big win for them today. And if Bud Dupree hadn't uh, come back from practice and if Urban Meyer hadn't kicked a kicker, we'd have been talking about the Vols. So we'll do that tomorrow on the radio show and talk to Anthony Ferkser, not just about football, but he's been up in Mayfield, Kentucky, cleaning up some of the some of the tornado damage. Um, and, you know, I think there needs to be some light shown on it. So we'll have a great time, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. New episode of The Install with Greg Cosell. Check it out. Our podcast, our film, X's and O's podcast. It's never more than, we never do a longer episode than 30 minutes. It's really, really great stuff in a longer form conversation that doesn't take too much of your time and makes you smarter about what you're watching on Thursdays, Sundays, this week, Saturdays. There's Saturday NFL football. Talk to you tomorrow night if you're hanging out with us on primetime or if not, at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.